Hello, all you voice first enthusiasts. It's Nick, Ben, and AJ, and we are back for another exciting edition of Voice Spark Live. I am, as always, your host, Nick. Ben, AJ. what do you got going on? I mean, I got a lot going on. I'm moving mm-hmm. this week. It's so much fun. Yeah, congratulations, new homeowner. Thank you. And I it's beautiful. It. It's a beaut. It's, it's a beaut. beaut. Yes. I can't yes, wait to have yes, you guys yes. over. Uh, obviously, uh, once we all cleared, and Nick's got his... He's got his vaccines. He's got his shots, so he can come over. We can, we can let him in the house. Yeah, he's got the cool. card in my pocket, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. I've got the super <laughs> antibodies. No, I think I do. I'm gonna have to test them. But I mean, um, I think I do too. But you know, I also think I could fly and do have a few other superpowers. But you know, I believe you can fly. Can I? Mm-hmm. You, I believe you've you been, can. Have you been spying on me, man? Come on. Come on. <laughs> No, 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 but yeah, I love, I can't wait to have you guys over. We'll do an actual in-person podcast maybe one yes. day, you know, Hey guys, come visit New York and uh, we'll make that happen. I think, I think that's, I think that's going to happen in a couple of weeks here. And in I like first, your gold headphones. Those are, those, those are very snazzy. Listen, uh, yes. My wife is a lifesaver. I love yes, her. She is. I love her. She, um, I, she, she was, it was funny right before uh, we, we were about to come on. I hear her laughing in the other room and she's sending me a gift. I mean, or whatnot. And um, she's like, what would you do without me? And I was like, die. I would die, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then she sent me a really funny gift that will remain between us. But uh, yeah, she uh, supplied the headphones for this evening. And I'm very thankful for that. So yeah. And plus but- you guys made it through your closing process, which was, what did they do? Go through that with a fine tooth comb? Did they go down to the yeah fine tooth comb within like with yeah within like uh, ten minutes basically? You wait, you wait, you wait, and uh, then everything in, in the last ten minutes. But I will say this: our friend Bobby Bryant would be very proud of us the way we did. I wish we could have used DOS; it would have been right. super helpful in this process. So, um, but I, I'm really excited to see his platform kind of blossom and bloom. I think it's going to help out one the homeowner, and then two, obviously, uh, you know get these real real estate people organized like that's the biggest thing is like organization like yeah. having a proper crm but also have a you know being voice enabled and being able to you know use it uh, on a day-to-day basis and oh, keep yeah. track of everything listen if you shuffle a paper or anything i want to know about it just let me know about it that's all i want to know exactly yes so, amen to that Hopefully, Bobby, my boy Bobby Bryant, will be able to get that leverage. That I know he's moving in different territories, so really excited to see uh, him um, do his thing. But up, yes, yeah, what's up, Bobby? Uh, but uh, yeah, I this week, oh, I, I, you know, we got a lot of uh, different. Um, we, we talked to a few different people from uh, Lingo Fest, um, yes. so we're hopefully we'll be able to start talking to them and get some more people on the show. Really exciting, uh, you know. Obviously, the great conversations that have been happening there all week. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, that, it's hope without the hype, right? That's it is hope is. without the hype. Exact Mundo. That's exactly it. Like I like, I love that. So, yeah. <laughs> and if anybody wants to, they can come over and feel free to join our Slack channel as well. It That's is right. What voice spark mm. for, uh, forward slash Slack. I, I think. think it's voice spark dot Slack. Hold on one second. We'll get, get the Intel for you guys. And then I'll, I'll post yeah, it. We there. have some news on yeah. Slack. Uh, and so then, some cool news on slack coming up oh yeah and then uh, aj what do you got going on over there in rural idaho well the snow is starting to melt and uh, people are starting to get yeah the sidewalks are accessible uh the weather is starting to be (laughs) absolutely beautiful uh i actually signed uh signed a lisa for a showroom uh for um yeah yeah, because the I, I mean, I, excellent for programming, but I have a computer here, a very powerful computer. And so I wanted to utilize it to the best of my ability. And one of the things that is very universal is art and geometry. And it turns out that there's a lot you can do with mathematics that I hated math growing up. I disliked it very, very much. Um, and I always <laughs> just try to learn only just enough to perform or build something <laughs> or what I would like to know what the history behind the, the trigonometry is, you know, and so, or whatever the case may be. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. And then also continuing to um, work on the community outreach uh, for hopefully with voice, but that's, you know, working with the government takes a little bit of time, but I'd really like to build some, some solutions for helping educate uh, folks in non-speaking uh, non-English speaking with voice uh, mm-hmm. to for them for, to get community outreach. So when they need uh, help, especially if we have a third COVID wave or anything new like mm-hmm. that, that our particular community members 
and our relationship with the with the government is close enough that we can go from idea to implementation within the same period of time it takes to go from like a, a state yellow to a state red. Right. So that's what I'm hoping for as well. That's what I'm working to build. Cool. It's awesome. great. Yes. Very cool. So for me, uh, today we had our first uh, in-person PTO meeting the first time in a year. And uh, me being the PTO Whoa. president, I was, <clears throat> I was heading that up. I know that's not particularly voice, but uh, it is a sign of the times we are starting to get back. And I'm super excited about that. So you have a uh, gavel. Do you have to tell people to, to keep it civil to and stuff like settle- that ever? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. Right? it gets yeah. crazy, man. People want money. <laughs> They're usually really happy right now. They usually yeah. come to us to uh, nope. to get money, though. But um, are you? I mean, I thought you were like more like bull from Night Court in that kind of scenario, and the judge like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm both. I'm like judge, judge, jury, and executioner. But so, no, actually, actually, the treasurer is <laughs> the executioner. She's tough, man. I try to. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, hey, hey, can we, can we buy this? She's like, no, dude, we're not buying mm-hmm. that. I'm like, oh, great, perfect. <laughs> um, there was one article thing that I wanted to bring up. This is yeah, bring up. Se- it's going to be a segment on Nick with News. So if you have not subscribed to our podcast, go ahead and do so, so you can get all the Nick with News. Mm-hmm. So it's you with with news, right? Yeah. Well. Yes, it's me with news. I do it. So this is something that the <laughs> <laughs> I do it every week. So this is something that um, the uh, we got from GeekWire and University of Washington scientists turn Amazon Alexa into a heart monitoring device using sound waves. And I Whoa. thought this was really cool. Yeah. Now I, you know how Amazon went ahead; they had the new robot and stuff like that, that that's going to be coming out. Imagine if this robot would like sit in front of you and then measure the distance uh, with the sound waves and be able to do all that stuff. Mm. Like, like that's really cool. And what these guys are doing is just phenomenal. They've um, essentially you set up the smart speaker about one to two feet away from you. It does this sonar signal blast. Hmm. And uh, if you're wearing just a light t-shirt, you're good to go. It'll read it. And um it, it'll it'll take a reading for you. They conducted studies with people actually using um, uh, using this device and not using this device. People mm-hmm. who, were, who had heart problems didn't have heart problems, and I just thought it was really cool. So we broke. I broke down the whole thing, and um, you should you share know, the link. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll share the link. I'll throw it in the show. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is they're using uh, sound, meaning that they're relying on the fact that Amazon doesn't change its uh, audio specifications with a device, which Amazon could could potentially do at any time. Mm -hmm. So it would seem smart for them to, uh, you know, be in touch with the folks over at Amazon and make sure that Amazon's happy with the use of their hardware that way, because, you know. Heart. <laughs> yeah, you tell somebody. Oh, you, I heard an Alexa device can uh, detect if I have an arrhythmia, and Amazon's <laughs> like, "Wait a second, uh, that's so research that was done with our hardware." So, um, but it does remind me of some researchers at MIT that pointed out that they could convert an old Wi-Fi router into a human being detector by sending out radio signals and then the human body resonates a little bit and then bouncing it back and they could tell when a human's in a room. Well, would so, they be able to distinguish between a human and another like animal, a dog, etc.? So it's like a, it's a different Well, these two guys should get together. They should get together and they could have it. <laughs> oh, milk bone. Yeah, see there, yeah, where the dogs are. Yeah, there you go. Milk bone. Yeah. There you go. No, 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 no. There's different, one different other... wavelength. There you go. Different frequency. There's one other there's one other thing that there's one other thing that I wanted to bring up. Because our, our good friend Clint McLean, uh, Clint McLean over at Bungie actually uh, Budgie. Budgie actually released a new skill, and I wanted mm. to um, I wanted to uh, give him a little bit of props. Nine lives trivia. There it is, right there. So there he has two reviews, and the only thing you need to enable is notifications on this. But anyhow, Nine Lives Trivia is out. This is something that he's been working on. This is a uh, essentially a uh, a labor of love for Clint. So if you can, What's go the experience ahead and like? check it, it out. Says, it looks like here you outlast your friends and family. You get Nine Lives. Yep. And it was yep. about maintaining your lives, more or less, not losing okay. them, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is, is that he does a lot of the video for it. Like right. it, there's like video cutscenes, and you know, he, he, he pops in, he's like, Hey, when did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. Here's your four choices. So that's the kind of, that's, that's what I liked about it. Like Clint mm -hmm. really took it to the next level and he really personalized the experience. And one of the other things that we did, and we'd be willing to do this for anybody in, in our community. Um, we took his actual trailer that he had created, which is pretty in depth. And we posted that to our YouTube channel and that's up there and that's live as well too. It's about a, it's about a nine, uh, 90 second, uh, trailer. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's and phenomenal. Remember, Budgie is uh, British for parakeet. Well, there you go. Budgie. Yeah, that's yep. right. That's right. Yep. Nick, then, do, do, do you have a, you're, you're throwing, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be doing a, a pretty solid review on this one coming out pretty soon. I am. Once, once Clint goes ahead and fills out the form, you know, we got to keep the, that's uh, a cute kitty cat logo. We got to keep like the uh, integrity in the system, but yes, I will be doing a review I mean, on it. You got to think Budgie was, they, they won, they won a Sparky last year. So, you know, Hey, they were bronze. They could yep. be, they could be silver or gold. And that kitty sing, you can't take my, my lives. You can't take my lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So with that being said, uh, do you guys want to get to the main event? Heck yeah. Let's go. All right, cool. So our main event and our speaker tonight our, our uh, guest is dun, 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 Mr. Dun. Jeff Blankenberg, the principal technical evangelist at Alexa at Amazon. So let's yeah. go ahead and bring on Mr. Blankenberg. Hey, it sir. It probably isn't the first time you heard his name. It won't be the last. Right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> doing great. Hi, <laughs> we are doing fine. Um, first off, I'd just like to say thanks again for coming on. This is uh, really Absolutely. exciting for us to have you on. I mean, this is... Uh, this is amazing. And I also want to just thank you for providing the thumbnail to Ben. Uh, that shot of your hand was awesome. I'll yeah. bring it up. I'll bring it up so everybody could see. Yeah. Nice right there. Man. Very good depiction of, yeah, that's, yeah, that's your hand right there. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, I always have fun with those, uh, you know, just to try to find like a, a little bit of cool piece of art or pop art no, with it, you know, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool it might be overstating me a little, but I appreciate it. Listen, hey. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, welcome. Uh welcome to the show. And your background is very colorful there. Thank you. Yeah, this is a, literally this is kind of a, a labor of love. I um we started collecting these toys years ago. Uh me and my kids. They we just thought they were fun. We'd be walking mm -hmm. through a bar table and we're like, oh, that's cool. Star Wars one or whatever. And uh and then it became like 12, and my wife's like, where are we like you know, they would sit on a coffee table, but now there's too many. Where do they go? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I've got an office in my house. Let's let's put them in there. Yeah, and good then, fit. And then it became 20, and then it became 50, and then it was like, I need shelves dedicated to these things. So I put the shelves up, and then that was right about when the pandemic hit. Um, and I was like, well, I used to – I didn't really think a lot about having a studio because I could just go places. I went to conferences all over the world and stuff, yeah. and now I need a studio. And I was like, well, those are kind of a cool backdrop. Definitely. And these crazy lights. They're made by a company called LifeX. Um, mm. And they've been sold out for two years. I need one more. Um, and they say they're taking pre-orders, but they're not taking pre-orders. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so the bobbleheads got bored. And so they needed the, the entertainment. Now, disco. Now disco. Party. Now they're a full-time <laughs> disco. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it's turned. But what's cool is it's, it's turned into like a cool backdrop studio. A lot of totally. people ask me when I'm in stuff like this, if it's real, they think it's a green screen. Right, because uh, yeah, it is real. Vibe. Like no one would have that in their house, right? Like, <laughs> um, it looks great. Do you have a favorite? Um, well, all, honestly, this whole segment right here behind me, this little section of shelf, uh, are some of my favorites. Primarily because these things really increase in value. Um, I, I think they're like more like a Beanie Baby trend than they are like a like a baseball card trend. That was um, the question. Yeah, the Beanie Baby thing. Okay, yeah. Right now, anyway. Like this Iron Man is worth about 200 bucks. Whoa. Oh, wow. $12 for it. Um, there's most of these here are worth at least $50. And I, I didn't pay more than 10 or 12 for any of them. Uh, so it's, it's an investment too. So that way, yeah. And you can, if you ever decide to sell them, you can just tell people to come over into your Twitch chat and they can just right. take a look at yeah, them. And, and I wish I could tell you guys you're seeing most of the collection. <laughs> no, are. there's more. Oh, right. But there's oh, more. No. Oh, wait, there's more. You are. Yeah. Actually, I think I can do this. Let me see. Uh, if I can quickly, it's a wide view camera. Mm -hmm. I do. I do. This office is a disaster right now, but I'm still going to do it. 
I'm packing. You see like boxes behind me, so you're good. You're fine. <laughs> I try to put some rainbows behind me. I like it. Yeah, that's a red, green, blue. There you go. Whoa. Oh, wow. oh no. Mm-hmm. You can see all the way along the top bookshelf, all the way around the room. Like, yeah, wow. it feels like the candy shop from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Well, you know what? This really reminds me of I, I met this graffiti artist years this ago. This robust. And uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. He did the Tommy Boy logo and a few other record label logos, like after you know his 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 graffiti days. But he had similar kind of things happening in his studio as well. So toys from way back when. So certain Star Wars toys, and I'm pretty sure maybe a few Funko Funko toys or something like that. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Put it on. Put it on. (laughs) Oh yeah, this is like. Hmm. So wait, who's collecting more? Your kids now or you? I mean, well, I think it's. I mean, I've always been a collector too. Uh, you can't okay. see it on the camera, but there's also a full-size Captain America shield. Oh, um, man. I do. <laughs> you know, like it's fully extensible fingers. <laughs> it's. Uh... Does it snap? <laughs> Does it snap and has like a little pop noise? <laughs> well, we were actually thinking about maybe doing that as a as a <sighs> promotional item. Where oh, we had like these one. little sticks with fists on it, so when we go to the conference, we can like fist bump each other. Not to, oh, com- not to compete, Jeff, but I, I have one of these. He functions and he actually listens to you with certain things. So if you say, Ky- "Here comes <laughs> Kylo Ren," he's like he backs up and, and scurries away. So um, this is not a Sphero toy. I can't remember what manufacturer this was, but this oh, was such a girl one. This is this is is pretty close to life size. And he's got some weight to him too. I love it, man. That's awesome. <laughs> if we want to continue a one-offsmanship game, I can keep. <laughs> no, you'll win. You'll win. I just wanted to get one in there. <laughs> That's amazing, amazing. So oh, wait, no, man. you have one more. He's gonna one up you though. Do, okay, I'll do it. Hold on. <laughs> do it. Do yes. it. Yes. See? Man, that was like that's like uh this is a voice spark exclusive. Did you see a shot of that office? And that was that was awesome. That's oh awesome my office. god. I am like pretty I, envious. You know, I, I, wow. Uh oh, I hear it coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am Iron Man. Is there anything is there anything in the inside of that? Like is there a HUD in there? Oh, no, there's no HUD. Uh, I can see through. Yeah, you, you gotta put you gotta put an Alexa unit in there somewhere. Well, you could put a voice changer in there. Yeah, there like give, bring us Jarvis. Let's go. Yeah, there, there is uh, a voice changer. Okay. I think. I don't know. Maybe. Tell Jarvis to activate. Right, exactly. <laughs> Jarvis, change my voice. <laughs> That's hey, very in, cool. In the days of COVID, I think I'd go to Target wearing that thing. <laughs> Seriously. Well, Anyway, there's plenty of toys in here. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's he, wins, he, he does wins. Okay. probably collect them with the kid. Your sponsor, right? You sponsor the kids' I am collections. Their sponsor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you curate them. <laughs> so, so Mr. Blank, uh, um, so Jeff, you um, you started out. Um, how did you actually get started? I know you went to Bowling Green, but um, how did you get started? And and how did you get to this level? Um in Amazon. I mean, essentially, you know, uh, it's, you know, for me, I mean, it's amazing to see, to, you know, to look at your progression and see how you've, how you've gone up there. What's some of the backstory? Uh, sure. I, I like telling this story. So, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of sharing the fact that I have an incredibly non-traditional path to where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people do generally, but I don't think most people realize it. They look around at all their peers and and the people they aspire to be. And they say, well, they clearly went to school and studied that. And that's exactly like, that's the path. Yeah. They took. Mm-hmm. I'm not that way. And almost everybody that I talk to, I do an interview show on Thursdays on the Alexa Twitch channel. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I always ask everybody is how did you get to where you are today? Cause they're like chief scientists at Amazon on something interesting. And it's like, Oh, well, you know, I started in this and it was completely unrelated and I ran this business and it failed and you know, right. it's great. Um, so like you said, I went to Bowling Green. Uh, it's a smallish school in Ohio uh, where I live now. And I have a degree in psychology. Um, so that was my plan. I was going to go to school. I was going to be a psychologist. My dad was a dentist and I kind of felt like being a doctor seemed like a thing that I should try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so psychology really appealed to me. I went all the way through, got my degree in psychology and uh, took the test, got accepted to Ohio State to go to grad school to pursue that path and was just tired of school. Um, and so I said, you know what? It's a, it's a two-year offer. I'm going to take a year off. I'll go work in the psychology field someplace just to not go to school for a year. And so I did that and I was making like 
20 grand a year basically as like a social worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. It's awful. I could like, I wanted to get engaged. I wanted to buy a car. I had no money for anything. Um, right. Could barely even move out on my own. Mm. And in college, I should have paid attention to all of this, but I didn't. Um, I was the guy in all my psychology major classes and the network of people that I was going to classes with. All of them are taking like art history and French and like all of these bachelor of arts kind of classes. Mm-hmm. And they look at me and I'm going and I'm taking chemistry and calculus and computer science and all of these bachelor of science type classes. And they're like, why would you do that to yourself? That sounds like torture. And I was like, those are, that's fun. I love that stuff. Calculus is awesome. Uh, and I took all these computer science classes, got a minor in it actually. Um, but it was just for fun. It was just interesting. And it was a way to fill out the rest of my major. But looking back, I got A's in all of those classes, the calculus and the computer sciences, but I really got like B's and C's in all my psych classes. So I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but so anyway, so I get out of school and I'm making 20 grand and I'm like, well, I know enough to make a website. I wonder if I could do that instead to fill this year out. And so I found a company, shady, shady business. Um, (laughs) the basic concept of their business is that they have experts and those experts sell their sports picks. So like in the sports you guys are, but March Madness is coming up. They'll be like uh, Kentucky on a Thursday when they're a number one seed in an even numbered year, they're 27 and 0, right? Like (laughs) a really convoluted thing that makes the record look so amazing. Like they can't possibly lose. They've never lost in this situation. And I all know, like it's just circumstantial evidence, you know, whatever. Um, but they would sell the pick. And so you, somebody would come in and they'd say, oh, I want to, I want to buy Tony's pick for $20 today, whatever the game is. And he sells you the pick and you pay him $20. And if it wins, obviously you went and gambled with that information. So right. It's like the Cleo, the psychic of uh, sports betting, right? Totally. Totally. But if you lose, you get tomorrow's pick for free. So it's uh, a win-win for them because even if you're wrong, they still got your money. Right. So it's, right. Uh, it was a very interesting business. Anyway. So I built them their first website. Um, and took payments and like, I figured a lot of that stuff out just on the job. And then I built them systems so that it was administratable, right? So you could just click a button. It would bring in all the sports scores from ESPN. It was doing screen scraping way back then and Mm -hmm. all that. And, uh, they pulled me in on a Friday and they're like, dude, this website is awesome. Thank you so much. You're fired. Um, because <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't need me anymore. Website I can't say, I can't say I haven't been there. I've definitely been there. It's terrible. <laughs> so now I was in this weird panic. Do I want to go back to school? I was making some decent money. Um, and instead of running back to school, I ran, uh, and found an ad agency and got pulled in working on some marketing stuff for like Victoria's secret and Ford motor company, like some really big companies and, mm-hmm. uh, just got the bug and haven't looked back. So, um, that's been, uh, that's, most of my career, I went into consulting for a while. Uh, and one of the things I found with consulting is that I had all these interesting stories to tell, but I couldn't tell anyone the specifics. And so I started going to conferences and I would tell those stories like anonymously. I was working for this company and we did this and here's how we solved this problem. And mm-hmm. I was at conferences where Microsoft was also speaking, right? It was bigger name stuff sometimes. And uh, the Microsoft people found me, like we built relationships. We started talking to each other and they basically recruited me in and said, Hey, we want you to just go talk about what you do, but all the time. And so that's kind of how I found evangelism, which is what I do now. Um, yep. I did that at Microsoft for almost nine years. And then I went like every good technologist, I went and failed a startup for a year. And then uh, after that, I, I uh, landed at Amazon just as the startup was wrapping up. Um, the Alexa came out uh, mm-hmm. the, the first echo and I saw it. Like I ordered it the first, like Nick, you <laughs> and I talked about earlier, like the moment I could get my hands on one, I did. Yep. And I knew some people over there because of my Microsoft days. And I said, how do I get on the team? Like, this is, this is amazing. I need to be a part of this. Yeah. And they actually said, you are number one on our list. We were calling next week to like reach out to people. Oh, to find out this well, this is a match made in heaven. Let's do it. And so I flew to Seattle the next week and talked with them. And uh, you went through the loop. Yeah. I went through the whole loop. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's that, a pretty cool story, right? You know, they, once you go there, those people that interview, right. They're not supposed to go home until they make a decision on you. Isn't that right? Yeah. yeah they right? Make before they leave that day. <laughs> wow. Um, and it's it, called yeah, the loop. So, so that was five years, almost five years ago now. And, uh, yeah, and you got to, to, to stay in Ohio. Did you say, put that in your writer? Say, um, well, I, to work yet, but I, 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 made the, I made the pitch that, you don't want me to be in the office. You want me to be everywhere else. Right. Right. So if that's the nice. case, it doesn't matter where I live. And so yeah. with Microsoft, I I've worked from home since 2007. Whoa. Wow. 
And that's also how you get a crazy office like this. <laughs> so you, you, you were like pan ready for the pandemic, right? So you're like, <laughs> Very, um, yeah, he <laughs> a company like Amazon is, was not super remote friendly. It wasn't that they were against it. They just didn't yeah. have a lot of stuff to help people like me. And so, um, as we've gone through this pandemic, our IT staff has suddenly implemented all of the ideas I had for how to make my life easier. Like I'm constantly opening tickets. Like, could you guys please do this? It would just solve this problem. Like I think right. the time out for the VPN was 12 hours. It was just like, come, come on guys, like help me out a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden all of those things are possible. I don't need to be on the VPN ever anymore because when most of your employees can't go to work, I mean, those problems get solved immediately. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. I like how I like how Amazon or uh, how Microsoft said, "You do you. You, you go do you." That's we, we, we like you to do. We you. want to do more of that. So go. Yeah. <laughs> that is like that is like Nick's dream, and that's my dream too. That's actually very fantastic. How did you, how did you keep yourself interesting? Um, do you do you exercise a lot? Do you do you uh, meditate? Do you how do you, how do you keep yourself vibrant? Through, so my, through that period, this is, I'll tell a quick story about my mom. My, my mom has said forever that I don't know what Jeff's going to do, but his success will be a, a result of his mouth. I, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work out, but you can talk about anything at any length at any time. I mean, you guys are catching me at nine 30 on a Wednesday and I'm, yep. I'm ready to go. Uh, so fish oil. How I am. <laughs> there's, there's no focus. I think there's a lot of, um, my, my self-reflection, my study time is that live streaming I do every morning. Right. Um, I just get to sit at, like, I'm my justification for streaming every day, live coding is that I was going to write some code anyway. So why don't I just do it in public? Right. Like if people want to watch great, if they don't want to watch, if there's zero viewers, fine. I, I'm there to get some stuff done. But if people want to tune in and ask questions and have a conversation and fool around, like I'm in for all that stuff too. Yeah. We should, we so, should mention that then. So that's that there's some really great stuff happening on with Jeff in the mornings. I get those notifications and mm -hmm. yeah, it's a little different than when I first got exposed to the Twitch channel because I was seeing Paul and memo and then they had like the office hours thing. So do you want to tell us how it's different than the office hours? Sure. Uh, well, first it's not on the Alexa channel. So this okay. is my stuff. Okay. Uh, so it's on my channel. So you can see my, my handles there on the screen, but it's uh, okay. Jeff Blankenberg. And so if you find me on Twitch, um, I'm streaming for about two hours and for about, it's usually like four to six weeks. I'm just building a thing. So like right. I, I literally just finished building a really big trivia game. And yes. Nick, I'm going to have to reach out, man, and get you to review this thing. Let me know. What yeah, you're I'll do it. Uh, it's going through cert right now. So um, we started from scratch, right? The very yes. idea was we're going to start building the interaction model and, oh, we needed to do this. So we go back and do that. But we only do what I can get done in like an hour and a half or two hours every day. And we just keep moving. Uh, that's, that's the whole point of why I'm there. And you, what stinks is that you might tune in on week four and be like, what is all this? Yeah. Uh, but I try to like recap and reframe how things are, yeah. why, why they are the way they are. And, and we know it reminds me of the coding train because a lot of people are familiar with the coding train, the guy on YouTube, you know, he was like influential for creating the processing and that's basically what he did. He would do coding challenges and it, you just end up getting used to spending time with the guy. And uh, as a developer myself who's self-taught, I didn't have that luxury of learning programming with any other human being. So even just Same to be here. able to sit in yep. the background and listen to another person's brain chugging through through solving a problem, yeah. it gives you the ability to solve. It's almost like mirror neurons or something like it that. Well, in, and in addition to that, you get to learn from my mistakes. So you didn't think yeah. yourself. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll never do that because I just saw Jeff go off the world, right? Like, I'm, I don't want to do that. Well, right. not only that, but you learn positive things. You showed everybody how to assign certain sound effects the first time somebody messages you in the chat. Yep, that was cool. I, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's just cool. a little fun thing because, like, I want to make it engaging, right? I want people to have fun. Yeah. So I, I uh, I've done a bunch of stuff with chatbots. I don't know if you've been there for the time that I had a casino running there but I built an entire casino chatbot so people could come in and play video poker and slots and roulette and they were gambling fake coins. And every time they posted a message in chat, they got one more coin. So it was an encouragement to like participate and engage. Uh, but by the way, you could also gamble all that money away if you wanted to. Um, so you can make like a Jeff coin with uh, AWS's uh, blockchain. Uh, no, 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 no. In fact, like blockchain is something that I've purposely distanced myself from. Yeah. I, there's a mm -hmm. lot of interesting applications for it. Um, but I feel like, 
I've seen enough people get sucked into the black hole that is blockchain and <laughs> NFT and all this other stuff that I'm like, if I do it, I'm going to go all the way and I don't want to do that yet. So yeah, it's almost <laughs> like collecting bobbleheads, but it's like, when does it stop? Who would right. do that? <laughs> How many blockchains you got? <laughs> so, so many. So, so Mr. Blankenberg, <clears throat> I am, um, I just get into skill building. I'm building my first skill. What is some of the things that you would say to the novice, greenest developer uh, that's out there? I have, I have so many things. I'm so excited to talk to this person. Uh, my number one thing is walk away from the computer and go talk to some humans. That is my number one, step mm -hmm. one always. If you're thinking about building voice interface for something, you're not gonna figure it out in front of your computer. You're only gonna solve that problem in front of people. And so what you should do is say, okay, here's a list of the seven things that I really want my skill to be able to do. And then go talk to people and say, okay, I'm a trivia game, go. And have them talk to you, have them interact with you the way they think they should. Don't give them any clues, don't give them any hints. Oh, say this, because you can't do that when you're using your skill. So it, that's my number one recommendation. Talk to as many people as you can. Uh, an example I like to use in presentations that I give is um, imagine going up to someone and asking them what the weather is outside. You think you will get one or two answers. It's nice, it's sunny, it's rainy, but in fact, there's about 4 billion different ways for someone to tell mm -hmm. you what the weather is outside. They might say, oh, you're gonna need an umbrella. Well, that's not anything you might have thought up, but that means it's gonna rain. Right, and you need to be mm -hmm. able to think through all the different variations and ways that someone might communicate with you. Mm -hmm. You can't do it on your own. You have to use other people. So the, it, the moment you think, I should sit down and start building, go talk to more people. Uh, yeah, that's, how you, that's how you try it. You sort of trial run it, do that first. And I think you're saying that because you're saying that you're just saved. If you do take your advice, you've just saved yourself weeks and hours and hundreds of hours of essentially wasted time because you, you can't predict what you're, you'll, you'll, the, the data that you will get from doing the interaction. The alternative the option is that you build your entire interface and you publish this whole thing and you get it out into the world only to find out that people are saying a bunch of stuff you don't expect. And now right. you have to scramble to mm -hmm. like fix and maintain and manage everything that may go sideways. Where if you've done that earlier, you'd be failing. Yeah. Okay. So that's and step I'll, one. I'll tell you the other thing that I, I, I caught on uh, as he was talking about that, about pushing something out there. I regularly go into one of the skills that I built. Uh, it's called historical voices. And I'm amazed at how many different ways people could ask for somebody to hear, to listen to. And one of the unsung heroes of the developer console is that uh, intent history. That intent history is worth its weight in gold. Yep. Because it, it, you can just, what I do is I go to the, um, um, they used to call it the, uh, uh the un, unhandled, but, uh, it's the fallback. fallback. I go to the fallback. I, I see which ones weren't resolved and all this other stuff. And then I just add it to whatever intent it should go to. And there you go. And, yep. and it, it, it helps increase and uh, the accuracy. And Bob's your uncle. Yeah, I, That's I one of my sayings. I have an advanced version of something you're describing uh, that I've mm -hmm. built for myself where I have, I use a search query slot, which is the one that'll catch the random stuff that people say that doesn't match anything else. Oh, I know search query. Yeah, I used that before. So, and I catch all those values and then I can either go into that and either have it, have this happen automatically or dynamically, depending on what the skill is mm -hmm. and assign itself automatically. So like when it hears something it doesn't know, it goes, oh, I didn't know what to do with this but I could assign it to this. And so then the next time it hears it, it automatically creates a, uh, like we can look at what the user did next and say, oh, well they said this and it didn't work, but then they did this. So I'm gonna assume that what they just said meant go to this thing. And then I just start mapping that stuff automatically. It's right. Wow. Very, very and then, learning, yeah, yeah, so then you, you, hear, that that story, you hear that story <laughs> that he just said there, right? <laughs> then you tune into, you tune into the, the Twitch stream and then as he's working on building something and then there's a problem, then you remind him of what he said. And then, then you, now you've got, you've come full circle. Yeah. And, and people do all the time. It. Like there, there's a number of things that I consistently forget. Yep. Uh, one of them is I use StreamYard also, which is what we're talking together on. Yep. And uh, StreamYard by default sets your Twitch channel to be talk shows and podcasts, but I want to be in science and technology. So when I get ready oh, for my stream, I set the category to science and technology. 
And then I go live and it flips it. And my audience reminds me every time they're like, Hey, this is a fantastic talk show and podcast. Uh, and I'm like, Oh man, because I have to change it after I go live, which of course is when I'm scrambling to get everything ready. And like, right. Nick, we've, that's our, that's solving our problem right there. Let's go. That might be, that might be our issue. <laughs> and then secondly, um, what, along that same lines of what you said, uh, I remember when uh, I was listening to some Paul Cutsinger advice about thinking about the, the scripting and that kind of thing. And then, uh, I remember the idea of applying yourself to thinking about the utterances and it was like something like think of all the ways it was just similar in the same vein of what you said but then i started to kind of meditate on it and think about it and then like something in your mind opens up and i realized there weren't two ways of saying that there were at least 30 yeah and so basically i try to tell people exactly what you're saying is that there's a certain mode that you really want to that you need to get into that you can't just quite get in directly from point a to point b but if your advice is very fantastic, because if you go do that with humans, humans are going to give you a big chunk of do half that work. And then you start from there and then add detail into it. Yep. And there will always be improvements to be made. But I, honestly, especially if you're working in an office, um, like a tech team or whatever, go talk to all of them um, and don't give them the more coaching you give them, the worse the feedback is. Right. The the script and the language that you use in your head as you try to write out all your sample utterances is only the way you talk. Right. And yep. It's not the way anybody else talks. And not only yep. that, but when you said it, things get worse, I remember I tried to uh, test us. If I had family members, <laughs> two people, ask them just say something because the the utterance just needed the word broccoli, and then they got so nervous that they said broccoli in such a way that Alexa could not understand what they meant. <laughs> Because and so there's always that aspect of yeah. of people getting nervous like that too, which is really unpredictable. Yep. Yeah, Step and two. and you know, I I think it's just great to go ahead and get a mixture of people. Uh, it it just increases the accuracy of the interaction model. Um, yeah. Mr. Blankenberg, it, what is in your flash briefing? If you don't mind me asking, my flash briefing. So this is something that I really struggle with. I have a flash briefing, and I will give you that answer in a second. But mm -hmm. my challenge with flash briefings is that I live in a house with three other people. Mm. There is rarely a time where I have five minutes to listen to the stuff I want to listen to. Um, Amen to that. I just turn music on. There's always someone. Usually, it's the person I chose to marry and spend the whole my, the rest of my life with uh, that'll peek her head in and be like, "Can you please stop? Like, stop. Turn it down. What? Like." <laughs> Cool. So um, I, I don't engage in the, the flash briefings nearly as often as I should. Mm. But that being said, um, my go-tos have been um, the uh, simple news stuff, right? I want some NPR, uh, mm -hmm. ESPN, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Terry Fisher has a, a fantastic um, flash briefing as well, Alexa in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. I have to listen to what he what he has going on. So. Right. Um, those, those are the three primarily. Sometimes I'll mix in like there's some ga like daily games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, that tends to be, that rounds it out pretty well. Can I suggest one to you? Yes, please. So it's called Happy Headlines mm. and it is done by David Beach. And he- We had him is, on the show. We had him on the show. He looks like Mark Hamill. He's, he really he's does. A clone, he's a clone of Mark Hamill. Right. And, um, so the cool thing about David beach is he's working in conjunction with volley and I'm sure you know who volley is out of, out of San Fran, but he essentially goes out on the internet. He finds these, um, uh, great happy. stories of humanity, these happy headlines, mm -hmm. like, you know, this woman, like, you know, started baking bread for everybody in her apartment complex during the pandemic. And this, this kid like didn't have enough for a car and this somebody bought him a car and it, it's all these feel good stories yeah. because you know, you obviously, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, right. You turn on the news, the yeah. world sucks. Yeah. I don't watch it at all anymore. Yeah. No. And you know what Dave is doing, what David is doing is he is putting the 180 on there. So any chance I get, to give him any sort of publicity, I do. I'm like, you got to check out Happy Headlines. No, I love. So I would, I would encourage it. Did yeah, because he's a. He's. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, sir. Did you just catch that YouTube series that John Krasinski did? Yeah. Similar vein. It um, is, yeah. except for John's very wealthy and he's like very polished and everything. And <laughs> this guy is a a heartfelt actor, and he is, you know, it's his own. It's kind of his own passion. Like he had the idea. Oh, I, I love. 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's why we support him and we talk about him all the time because each one is like a curated thing that he went out and found and actually wrote about and then he reads it. So that's good stuff. There. Hashtag voice bark. So, um, <laughs> so getting on to, uh, so getting on to skills. So we covered a flash briefings, so moving on to skills. Now, what are some of the skills that you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go back to this one. Boy, um, there, there are a good number. I think the, like when I think about the, the skills that I use the most, mm -hmm. uh, I tend to lean in hard as you may guess from my backdrop on the smart home stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many different things that I control in my house with just my voice. Mm -hmm. um, in a remarkable number of ways. Um, going, going back to the same problem I have with the flash briefing though, like the idea of having an engaging voice experience, like a long running game or something like that. I actually, just to take a side trip on this story, um, I was driving to Chipotle tonight to pick up some dinner for my family. Um, mm -hmm. not sponsored, but I'm looking for sponsors, Chipotle. And, uh, <laughs> uh, during that trip, I was like, Oh, you know what? I'll jump into clubhouse, see if there's anything interesting going on. And so I jumped into this room and, apparently some of the people knew who I was. They saw me come in. So they invited me to the stage before I know it, I'm sitting in the Chipotle parking lot going on about this exact thing that you're just describing, which is uh, I'm, when I build a game, I like to build games for Alexa. Um, I focus a lot on how do I provide a, the same kind of experience you get from like the casual games you have on your phone where you can pick it up and you can play it for five minutes, walk away. And when you come back, it's ready for you. Right. Um, and I seem to have that same kind of experience with, um, a lot of the skills that I play is that I, if, if it requires my attention for more than five minutes, it's probably not going to work very well because I'm going to get pulled away or somebody's going to need something or the whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the, the games that I lean into uh, and the experiences that I play with more often than not are either really transactional um, things that give me like the standings of my favorite sports team or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, or it tends to be something that I can duck in and out of very, very quickly, mm -hmm. like this casino that I'm building. Like the idea that I can have, you know, 1500 credits sitting on the table and I roll the dice a couple of times and then the doorbell rings and I got to walk away yeah. when I come back and it's like, Hey, you've, you know, the point is six and you have 1500 chips on the table. Like Interesting. that's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it's there where you left it and that would be okay. Uh, because I, I find that at least for me, long running conversations with a voice assistant is really hard to, to mm -hmm. not, you get interrupted. Um, but if I can come back to it over and over and pick up wherever I left off, that makes a big difference. And so I, for that reason, I've, I've fallen into things like adventure games and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, have you played Iron Falcon? I haven't played Iron Falcon. Oh, so you play Iron Falcon. check Iron, Iron Falcon because Nick's very competitive and that, and he wanted to beat that game. And so that game was actually designed and um, by reality <laughs> in Germany. But the cool thing is it was the first time ever that my mother ever really got herself inside of a voice experience. So I put it on the fire TV and then, you know, it talks about a story about, you know, you're this warrior and then these guys approach you, they hit you over the head, you wake up in a dungeon and then it's the guy's like, what do you want to do? Should we wait here or look around? And I put, put my hands to her and she goes, what I'm in it. I go, yeah. She goes, wait here. And that was <laughs> the first time that I ever seen her get, you know, swept up in the moment. Right. And so you that that's that's really good performance by their their voice actor, but then at the same time it remembers exactly where you were when you come back, you come right back in, and then the author Christian actually uses Alexa as a little bit of a smart smart Alex sidekick that pops into the game every once in a while. To I, I like you. we use Alexa as a character, like some yes, yeah. <laughs> there was There's a, one fantastic game. Uh, have you guys played Yes Sire? Yes. No. Well, I've heard of it. Okay. I, I've heard of it. Yeah. So, yes, Sire is basically a yes, no game, but you're a king and you're making decisions about what should happen to your population of, of members, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll come to you and say, Sire, can we raise taxes? And you just say yes or no. And then you basically, you're trying to prevent them from rioting and overtaking you, right? But you <laughs> benefit from doing the things that are not in their interest. Um, they, they added in-skill purchasing to the skill. And if you guys have played with in-skill purchasing at all, you know that when you hand off the transaction part of it, it goes to Alexa. You don't yes. have any control over that. It has to be Alexa's voice. Yep. You don't even write the words that she says. Right. So what you get to do instead is introduce this other character. And so they did it in a clever way where they introduced this other person as the banker. They said, oh, we're going to hand yeah. you up to the banker. And, and you get to like know the first sentence and it's like, 
oh, hello, I'm the banker. I'd like to talk to you about this. And then the Alexa purchase stuff takes over, but it's in the Alexa voice. So the Alexa's voice is the banker in their, uh, in their story, which is cool. That's very That's classic. Cool. That is really cool. Really yeah. Cool. And I, you know, I think you touch on a good point there, which is, I believe it's my belief that people have to get very, very clever with anything that has to do with voice. I'm talking ISP. I'm talking retention. I'm talking recurring users. And the reason why I've always said this is on your smartphone, you got a hundred apps. You're only going to use 20 of them in, in, in your Amazon Alexa app. You probably have hundreds of skills enabled, but you're only going to use five of them. And the reason why is because a lot of the time it's got to retain up here and you've got to be able to make that impact on that person. Yep. You get I, one I shot all the time. The, the problem with voice is that you don't have that list of icons in front of you. Mm -hmm. We all probably have Twitter on our phone, but if Twitter oh, yeah. decided to change their logo and change the name of their app and move yep. it place else on your phone, you literally never find it. That's because we have never auditory amnesia. Just, like, could yeah. you imagine that if you saw the Twitter logo and then the idea that you just forgot, forget what it looks like every time that you yeah. look away. Yeah. Yeah. It's painful, man. So, that's that's why you really have to be impactful and you have to be clever about your naming mm -hmm. that people really like a good example I give in a talk is I have this game where I give you three clues. Uh, I'll let you guys try this. See if, see if anybody can get it. I'm going to give you clues. clues and you have to figure out what these three things have in common. They are socks, fruit, ears. Grocery store, Amazon. <laughs> Socks for years. All delivered by know. Amazon. <laughs> they they all have pairs. Uh, oh, now I was thinking one. of corn right ears. That's a, really, that's a really tricky one. Yeah. Um, but that's the example of the game. And so I was that's working cool. on all of these crazy names for what we would call this game because I wanted to play on the word three, right? So like um I thought about like, well, trivia has TRI as the prefix. We could just call it like trivia or something like that mm -hmm. um but it was too it didn't work for me and so i thought flipping it around it's like via try which is like by way of three what a cool kind of like uh via try name to use but the the problem that i have with all of those names is that you're never going to remember them yeah uh, and so instead i called it three clues because it's yes. super clear and obvious and you know like i want to play the three clues game because that's what the whole game is exactly um, yeah. that's another one of those tests that if you ask people they're going to remember and they might their brain actually might make up accidentally make up the best name for Absolutely. your skill and that brings me into another thing that's one of the things that i liked about amazon was the fact that they allowed for five other um phrase invocations like because of the mental blockage there right. like aj was saying what in, instead of three clues maybe they call it three of a kind or something next thing you know if you had that built into your interaction model, it's going to bring you back to that. Right. So we're so. also working on some other stuff. We've talked about, um, you've probably seen it referred to as NFI, name free invocation. Yes. Yeah. Yep. This is still something that's coming, but it's it's been released in a developer preview or something like that at this point. Mm -hmm. But it's basically meant to be some of that stuff where you can provide a bunch of sample phrases. Think a lot like search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. You can say, mm -hmm. this is the stuff my skills about. These are the kinds of phrases that people might say that, would, should lead them to me because again, like my three clues game, if they just say like, I want a word puzzle, right? Well, like mine's certainly a word puzzle, right? So let's, mm -hmm. let's talk about how we get you over to me sometimes too. Cool. That's word awesome. puzzle. Yeah. I like okay. That. So I've been trying to, that is, that's the, uh, can't fill, can't fulfill request intent, those kinds of thing. Um, it's it's a more advanced version of that. Yeah. It's a more advanced. So wow. I was telling people as I try to explain to them how voice works is that you don't just have to get the first name. If you build your software in a way you can, you could have a dentist skill, but if you built in there, you could, and somebody asked Alexa, how do you narfle the Garfog? She could direct you to that skill. If that's was important to you. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. Sure, okay. Right. Yeah. So you have control. So that's it, that's that really does make uh, level the playing field and make it fair. Yeah. So you don't and have to worry so much about. My understanding is that NFI stuff, all of those sample phrases that you create, that's part of the certification flow. So you can't mm. also clutter it with a bunch of other stuff like right. what you do today, where like you just smatter it with search terms that don't really have anything to do with your content. Mm. You have to kind of be relevant. It has to be appropriate for the content you're providing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Well, so, somebody was asking me because uh, right up the street, we a friend of mine has uh, a clinic where he does uh, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, and he just got about $350,000 donated so that vets can go and get their treatments paid for. And wow. it's very good for uh, getting blood flow back to the brain for traumatic brain injury and uh, for PTSD. And he was, we were talking about how could we get voice involved? And he's like, was it really important? Do I have to call it hyperbarics of Sun Valley and this and that? And I, I, the NFI is something that I've got to get into because he really just wants to make sure that if anybody is using one of the devices and they want to say, tell me about hyperbaric oxygen treatment, that at least there's a possibility of a path of that information being able to get there. Agreed. So I, that's really exciting. For a topic like that, I can't imagine that there's dozens no, I know subject either. Right. So that, that yeah. should be mm-hmm. beneficial for him. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. awesome. So, um, one of the other things I wanted to bring up was, uh, a conference that you're running. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted to bring up, um, and I'll pull it up here. Oh, Star wow. Trek. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of cool. This is going to be on uh, May 7th. It is. So tickets just went on sale on Pi day, um, which mm-hmm. was this past Sunday. And this is the first time we're doing a virtual event. This is a conference that's been around since 2009, if you can believe Oh, cool. Um, and we, wow. we started it with the idea of taking, again, I was working at Microsoft. We started with the idea of bringing one of Microsoft's big conferences at the time, which was called Remix, mm-hmm. um, and bring it to um, local communities like the people that I work with here in Columbus all the time. We have this awesome developer community here. And we thought, how cool would it be to like, put on a smaller version of that for the people that couldn't fly to Vegas and spend three grand on tickets and all the other stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I reached out because again, I worked at Microsoft. I reached out to the organizers of the, the, the I'm sorry, it was called mix. Uh, and I said, I want to do like a remix event, right? So we'll put it on in Columbus. We'll get some of the speakers. We'll use the branding. Like it'll feel like they're at mix, but it'll be these local ones. We'll do one in like New York and Columbus and Atlanta. Like we'll mix it up. Um, and they said, Oh my gosh, Jeff, we love this idea. But you can't call it mix, and you can't use any of our branding. So but, I was gonna say <laughs> that's where. But remix Stir Trek is what a remix is, isn't it? Right. So so what we said uh, is we okay. thought let's hold it in a movie theater. This was our idea for the event. Let's hold it in a movie theater with these huge screens, really comfortable seats, lots of bathrooms, like everything you need for a conference, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll show a movie at the end of the day. So this happened to be when the first new J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie came out. Oh, that's a good movie. It was a really good movie. And Great so timing. Did, not not only will we have a conference where you learn a whole bunch of stuff, but at the end of the day, surrounded by all of your fellow nerds and geeks, you get to watch a super neat, nerdy, geeky movie in the theater as part of your ticket, like on the day it comes out. That was, oh, was our idea for a conference. And so the first year was that Star Trek movie. And we thought, well, we want to thumb our noses at mix a little bit mm-hmm. so instead of star trek we'll call it stir trek as because stir mix you know it's all the same thing yeah so the idea was that <laughs> each year we'd pick a new movie and we'd have some kind of spin on that where it was always talking about like stirring or mixing and stuff mm-hmm. but the name stuck and you, you can imagine trying to change the name of a conference every year is actually a really dumb idea so <laughs> that is why stir trek stuck but we've done the same idea every year. And so uh, the next year was Iron Man 2. And that was right when the Marvel Cinematic Universe exploded. And so every year since, we've done a Marvel movie, um, which has been kind of cool because they release one every year the first of May or the first week of May. Um, but we had to cancel last year. It was supposed to be Black Widow. Uh, we had this whole women in computer science history thing planned. We made st- It was going to be awesome. But the pandemic canceled that. And then we're not really ready to get... I mean, this is 2,500 people that come to this, so it's not small. Right. Yeah, uh, that's a big party. Yeah, we weren't ready to pack all those people back into a building yet because uh, we normally have it the first weekend in May, mm-hmm. first Friday. You might have to do cool. a drive-in with those bubbles. Yes. Right. Actually, yeah. we talked about a drive-in. Don't don't think for a moment we didn't consider that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to bring your own bubble. You know those right. those external bubbles for the snow? They yeah. have those up here in Ketchum. Oh, yeah. the, the restaurants have the bubbles around the table. and it's Oh, man. <laughs> so, That's like all of New York City at this point. We have those bubbles. There's one virtual this year, and it's totally free, so anyone can go. Nice. Uh, oh, that's you can cool. go over to stirtrek.com and grab a ticket. Stirtrek, uh, S-T-I-R-T-R-E-K.com. Let yes. me go ahead and throw this in the uh, in the chat as well. Cool. And uh, Jeff, that's there's uh, there's something else you, you wanted to, to talk about as far oh, yeah. as uh, Slack goes? Slack. Yeah. We mentioned Slack a long time ago. Um, as part of my role at Alexa, I'm all about meeting and supporting and communicating with software developers that care about voice. 
And there wasn't a good healthy place to do that. And so what we did is we started a Slack. Uh, and so this Slack is um, not only a bunch of developers from all over the world that are working on cool voice stuff, mm. but it's also the people on the product team. It's also the people on our certification teams. It's also all sorts of other people that really care deeply about the success of Alexa. And they're mm -hmm. all there in one place. So uh, it's amazing to me. People will ask questions like, hey, I'm doing this really weird niche thing that no one's ever heard of. Um, and they'll they'll post a question in there. And within 10 minutes, they have three replies that solve their problem for them. Um, oh, no, that's so, cool. That's yeah, awesome. That's really amazing. So the place to go to get into this um, is alexa.design slash slack. Um, and that will take you right to the invitation. You can get right in. There's no no other steps to take. Um, and you can uh, you can join the community with us. It would be awesome. I'm there. That's great. I'm that's there. Great. That is that is fantastic because that's one of the reasons why we founded the show was to <clears throat> do our best to uh, give attention to the little guy or mm -hmm. the little gal that is working and give them a little bit of love and support and talk about their skill and their hard work. And if they so choose and they want to come on the show and talk to us about it and make friends, then that's what it's all about. Because yep. programming is a lot of it is up here, but with, especially with voice and not only this with the pandemic, you need friends and you need to know that your message and your little fire, your little light that you got to give to the world is wanted, you know? Yeah. And I, I will yeah. tell you, no matter how good a programmer you are, nobody's done voice before. Nobody's, nobody's a wizard at voice yet. Um, this is still early, early days at Amazon. We always say it's day one, but like it really is. There's so much opportunity yet. And there's so much to be figured out and solved. Uh, like we were talking earlier about how I'm trying to like funnel things in so that it knows that it's the right answer next time, Nick. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. That kind of stuff is invention. Nobody's doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, so you just continue playing and you're like, you know what would make my life easier if I did this and I did this. Um, so nobody's an expert. If you, if you want to do this, come do it. And the community is so incredibly supportive. They are. There's a lot That's of good Alexa people out there. Design slash Slack. Yeah. So what I did was I brought up your uh, LinkedIn profile. I hope you don't mind, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to show everybody um, what your profile looked like, just in case if they needed to reach out to you on a little a uh, little more of a personal level, that they would have that ability too. Yeah. And with us coming up on an hour, I'll go ahead and shoot this over to. Um, actually we just got a question. This is from text IOT smart packaging, echo devices. What's happening. I don't, I don't um, know how I mean, that's phrased. Lots, lots of things are happening and I'll, I'll tell text. I like, I'm very excited about the future of IOT smart packaging, mm -hmm. echo devices. Like there's lots yeah. of cool stuff coming. In fact, I have right behind me here. Um, the, the new Echo Show 10 that has the moving screen on it. Have you guys? Had oh yeah. Yet? Oh, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. It's super. Here, I'll, I'll I'll give you a quick demo. Yeah. 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 yeah let's see it. Let me. Uh, whoop. There we go. If I say, Alexa, follow me. Alexa. I just unmuted, so it may need a second. Mm-hmm. Alexa. Maybe not. This is kind of like when I'm talking to my cat. <laughs> Get down, kitty. Kitty. Alexa. Yeah, it's uh it's not listening to me at all right now. It's just it's a solar flare. Yeah, yeah. That's but normally, what's happening right now. It has a camera on it. Not yeah. only can it turn and face me when I speak, but I can tell it to follow me and then it will it will use the camera to just track my body. It doesn't it doesn't see anything other than like a shape. Right. But it can know that like, oh he moved over there. I'm gonna move and follow him. So it's uh it's cool. cool, but I'm That's not so cool. So that means That's that so if cool. you're trying to work on something, maybe you're baking something and you're over here and you need to go over there, you don't have to go and touch the screen with your battery fingers, right? Yeah, no, it's exactly right. And you can walk okay. around the kitchen, go to the fridge, then go to the stove and it'll follow you. Uh, cool. Great. Or you so can be watching Days of Our Lives and then you have to vacuum over here and then you don't miss any scenes because you have your Bluetooth headphones yeah. on. Yeah. So there's a there's an update to the question. They said, can an Echo recognize NFC or RFID? Uh -huh. Okay, so uh, I get this question a lot. No, the devices themselves cannot. Um, but that being said, you can build your own Alexa devices that can. That's right. So, right. Uh, you can sit down. Uh, there's a service we offer. It's called the Alexa Voice Service, AVS. Mm -hmm. is creation. Yep. Um, you can set up a Raspberry Pi and an RFID reader. And just with that, you could build an Alexa skill that you could talk to um, and it can respond. But you could also have a sensor attached to it that would read your RFID tags or whatever. And so, that it, that that kit is so good that this is the Google Home Kit, and this is actually running Alexa. 
on it. Nice. (laughs) Um, Hack. (laughs) uh, So yeah, I can't recommend that enough, but no, the, the, the official like echo devices that Amazon sells. No, they don't have any, uh, any of that stuff in there. I I don't remember the name of the company anymore, but I went to CES three years ago and this guy had, this guy was selling, making a device. Um, and it was basically a molecular, um, spectroscope. Yeah. Spectrograph. Yeah. But basically, um, he had, um, he had different kinds of cheese and he also had, um, like medication that looked exactly the same, but that, molecularly of course looked different one was a fake pill one was real i think it was viagra but he was trying to show that you could tell what a fake pill was right and uh just by like pointing this little gun at it it was a tiny little sensor um he could tell you like i could mix them up behind my back whatever hold them out and he could scan them both and be like that's the right one and it was, it was right every time he could tell me what kind of cheese stuff was he could tell me what kind of wood, <laughs> wood was just by alexa who it. moved my cheese <laughs> wow so i pushed really hard after i saw that device to get that installed in echo devices could you imagine walking up uh, we offer ability for you to say like, what am I holding? And Alexa will turn on the camera and, and look at it and read a can of soup to you or whatever. Because mm-hmm. you're holding up a banana and her having her molecularly just look at it and be like, oh, that's <laughs> that's that's a tricorder. Brazil. Tri-quarter. Works on awesome. that. You have to keep us updated on all stuff like that, that, that it gets approved for the roadmap. Oh, that would be super cool. Again, I'm not making any promises. Anybody. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no winking. <laughs> so um, final questions, Ben, go ahead. Oh yeah, uh, we asked this, and I have I have gotten away from this. But if you have a question for anyone out else out there in the in the voice community, what would it be? And I, I've gotten away from this, but if you have a question for anyone uh, or the voice community at large, yeah, what would you have? Large, large yeah. yeah. Um, I I mean, my biggest question always is, what can we do better? Um, I mean, we are constantly innovating and pushing and asking, and um, I spend an entire office hours on Tuesday asking developers. What, what are your top three wish list items? Like, what are the things that are blocking you from building that amazing thing? Uh, I, I, in an hour, I only got 72 pieces of feedback. Uh, it, was, it was an amazing, amazing <laughs> list of stuff. But that's something I'm always asking is, what are we missing? What is the thing that you wish you could do? One of them I always get is, I wish I could see all the words a user said. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's something we don't do today. And I'll, I'll freely admit that. There's a number of security and privacy reasons to do that. Right. But that's like those kinds of things. If it's loud enough and we can find a way to let users opt in maybe or something like that, there are ways, but it needs to be something that there's a, a use case and a demand for. Um, and the only way we know that is by talking to folks like you, like you say, you're looking out for the little guy. My job is the little guy just at mass. And I need yeah. to summarize all of their stuff up and bring it to the product team and say, Hey, there's a ton of people asking for this. Well, great. That means that when folks ask us, where should we go? Please do direct them. Heck Please yeah. do. And you, you mentioned my like LinkedIn, but I'm literally Jeff Blankenberg on every platform. Okay. So if they're not right. on LinkedIn and they want to hit me on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, hit me up. I'm happy to chat. Awesome. Awesome. AJ, you got one final question. Uh, which is what's your favorite science fiction movie? Oh, mm. that's a good one. Um, my favorite sci-fi. I mean, I am a crazy star Wars fan, so it probably Ooh. falls in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to pick favorites, but it's probably one of the first original three. Yeah. But that being said, like there, there's a ton of great empire of, you know, what's a great movie that you don't ever realize until you get really deep into it, that it's even a sci-fi movie at all. Have you guys seen the prestige? Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Oh my God. David Bowie. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That movie. Um, that's like, I'm, I'm into all of it though. Like, but I I think if you, if you have to pick one, it's probably a star Wars movie. Okay, cool. Cool. That was it for me. Good to go. All right, cool. So we have one final question and um, this is hard hitting. I mean, this is like some really deep stuff. It's 60 minutes. Um, I think, I, th- I think you me. can, I think you can handle it though. Divided into 17 parts. Um, <laughs> have you subscribed to voice spark Alexa and more on YouTube? I haven't yet, but I've heard that that's something that all the cool kids are doing. <laughs> it, it is. And and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to subscribe to Jeff Blankenberg on YouTube as well. It's going to be, a, it's going to be an even up exchange. I love it. Sounds great. awesome. Thank you, well, Jeff. Well, Mr. Blankenberg, we're going to bounce you out for a minute. If you could uh, just uh, stay on the line backstage, we're going to say a couple nice things about you and uh, close out the show. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Well, that Lingo, was our sponsor. Like a dream, that was like a dream come true. You got to do the honors. Cool. I know. Raise Wait, your left hand. It, raise your there left you hand. Wit. Wit and lingo. lingo. 
Monstering oh, Lingo Fest. And I wanted to tell everybody we're actually doing this from our new virtual headquarters, thanks to the uh, Open Voice Network. If I can, yes, right. If right. I can do this, if you see that <laughs> hey, back everybody. there, that's one of the uh, Open Voice Network uh, backgrounds that John Stein gave us to download. Very so cool. with that being said, if you're going to build something for Google or Amazon and you need some help, no matter what the size is, choose Witlingo. Witlingo. Yeah. And then uh, check out. So there is, uh, if you're an Alexa developer and you're interested, there is a Twitch channel for Jeff Blankenberg. And then there's also the Alexa Twitch channel where they have office hours. And I think you'll see him there too. Just look for the rainbow background with the bobblehead dolls and you will be good to go awesome well hey guys uh i think that's it that's all i got you good good to go good to go good night everybody later good night